Hello, listener. Welcome to the Wiggly Garden. Why are we whispering? Well, <laughs> it just seems a shame to speak loudly and drown out the noise of that fabulous bird song in the background. Oh, Rich. Do you think, Colin? No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have a little giggle. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, we are... <laughs> It's not like you to say that. So, <laughs> uh, well, my name is Richard, and today I'm joined by uh, the giggly Heather Gorringe. I am in a giggly day. And the slightly giggly <laughs> Rachel Harries. Hello. Hello. So why are we doing it in the garden today, then, Heather? Well, I want to show you my garden growing. I've just got so excited this morning because I've been in the greenhouse and I've been waiting for this moment because my courgettes nothing was happening at all and i thought you ungrateful darn thing i have given you wool compost i have given you worm cast and i have put you in a vintage flower pot terracotta and i have watered you nothing right today i can appreciate <laughs> I can sort of appreciate where you're coming from. Yeah. Perhaps not to the, the extent that you're coming from it. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely real, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel, I feel a, a real sense of achievement, though, because, you know, there's, there's a real turnaround in the, in the Heather department. Mm. You seem to be becoming more and more passionate about all things green-like, you know, and your, your little But it was those salad leaves you more, started off me, with me, wasn't it? Yeah. You started those salad leaves off, and I ate them, but the garden's never really felt like mine before, right. because it's always been the wiggly garden, and of course I don't know what I'm doing right. in it. Right. So I feel if I go in it and do something, something will go wrong. Right. You know, terrible uh, I wrong. I see. That's an interesting um, sentiment. Yeah. But I don't think it works like that really, gardening, does it? Well, so you say. I love talking yeah. to you about gardening because you put it all at ease. You know, I could get quite upset with gardeners world and all things gardening and then I and then I listen to you and I think oh well if I chop it off because I don't like it yeah nothing else will happen right. and if I like this lemon bomb here yeah that's completely taken over the patio it does, uh, and a, I can pick it fancy to do that and show Isn't that you wonderful yeah it is gorgeous. Then you just say it's gorgeous. Some people don't like the smell of lemon balm, you know, mm. which is uh, which is astonishing because it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But you see, if my mum and dad were still here, they would go around my garden and they would say, this is wrong, that's wrong, yeah. everything is wrong with it. Yeah. And now, I mean, not that I'm glad they're dead, of course, obviously, no, but nobody no. criticises it because... Well, only I look at it, really. Yeah, I think, well, it's an interesting thing. A garden is certainly a reflection of someone's personality, you know? And this garden smacks of something that's slightly disorganised, but it's very entertaining and it's equally attractive, which, <laughs> which is for two out of three, I suppose. <laughs> you want to go down the bottom? <laughs> Under the tree. Go on, you two. <laughs> get out in the garden, then. We're going to hear from this lass about local food. Yes. And Ledbury, which yes. I'm looking forward to hearing. But come on, Rich. Come with me. We're going to go. We're leaving Rachel here for the time yes, being. On our yes, yes. To, to en wonder... entertain Michael. I want 
to go by the pond right, because okay. I can't find any frog spawn. Right. Now every single night about three or four ducks come and they come about, I don't know, five o'clock. Right. And they settle on the pond. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they look brilliant. But I'm wondering if that's why I've got no frog spawn. It's almost certainly the case. I mean, I've never, you know, I've never seen frog spawn in this pond. I've always seen, I mean, the newts There's seem loads to do of okay. frogs about, but there's no frog spawn in this pond. those wonderfully massive ramshorn snails there, look. You oh, see those yeah. guys just kind of floating about, munching on that, uh, oh, I'm not sure what it is. It looks like a bit of New Zealand stone crop. Hang on, I'll go in. Do you like these uh, marsh buttercups? Yeah, they're fantastic. Oh. Absolutely gorgeous. Right, I'm in the pond That's now. That's a beautiful well, snail. It's gorgeous, then. And the thing yeah. is, I mean, this time, of, you know, this is such a wonderful time of year because everything is just coming into its own, isn't it? It's and you gorgeous. feel as though you can get into the pond now I and mean, you can see exactly what's going on. I mean, we're, we're at a stage where everything's just emerging, you know. You've got some wonderful stuff in here that's just, just, just taking on some shape and, and throwing out some colour. I mean, there, there's a whole world of mimulus around this pond as well, which is probably one of my favourite things. Not quite out yet, but like you say, you've got this What's wonderful, the mimulus? But it's... I tell you what, it's, a, look, it's almost like a cross between a snapdragon and um, what's that plant that we, we sow into wildflower meadows, the little flat seed. Yellow rattle. Yellow rattle. Yeah. Ah, it's a bit yeah. of a cross between those two, those two guys. So it's a fantastic thing. But you see, it's kind of, you, you know, you, you know yourself, it's inundated around here, isn't it? And that looks, that looks fab, but it's not quite out yet. That's the trick, you know, that's the beauty with gardening, really. And that, in many respects, um, one of the, uh, one of the, the, probably the most taxing things for a gardener is to ensure that you have a, have a sequence of colour and form throughout the year. There, therein lies a, lies a challenge. But presumably, in this garden, the idea is to support wildlife, so that extends the range yeah, of what they can feed absolutely. on. Absolutely. That whole sentiment sort of complements one another. Now, I've been weeding the gravel, yep. but it's coming up like mad. Yeah, yeah, it does have a tendency to do that. See, how long has this garden been established now? Well, it was established when Prince Charles came. <laughs> Not that he opened it, but he came it in 2001. About... Right. I believe. Gosh, what was that, eight years ago now, then? Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like that long ago. No way. It? Yeah, eight years. Amazing how time. This is one of my favourite bits, going through the yeah, hedge. Yeah, so this is wonderful. And then I mean, the wildflower. The thing is with gravel, I mean, what, what you did there is you, you put down all that, um, the weed-proof membrane, you put your pea gravel on the top, and then you sort of inundated the space with clumps of various species of sorts. And, uh, and because this ground here, I mean, we are in a bit of a nutrient sink at the bottom of the valley here, just provides the best opportunity for things to seed and of course they will throw seed and then if you're planting uh, species that are particularly valuable for birds to feed on and for uh, inverts to, uh, to, to you know to monopolize they're going to spread like mad. And what do you think about the trees? Do you think it's going to be too shady or do you think it's a problem? It's quite nice actually it seems to be quite open some of the willow is going to be bananas I think some of that might well need to chop it I've been right whacking hard, that in the winter. been trimming that yeah, but it looks like it's gone a little bit out of control. Don't, I mean, I always avoid cutting trees back in. I mean, certainly because birds nesting and things like that, but because when the sap starts to rise, I mean, there are some species of tree that you can, if you prune now, they'll, they'll quite literally bleed to death. So, uh, always, always worth avoiding. But the hedge is great, certainly since it's been uh, laid, well, that was a couple of years ago as well, no? Um, Those guys came down yeah. and did that. And that was a little feature for the podcast. Oh, look at the raised beds, though, Hev. Yep. Those are fab. They've got spudiators in there. Spudiators in there. Wandering through our lovely little meadow. Yeah. Cowslips are out. 
thing to do with the space. If you've got an area that you're not quite sure what to do with, then why not just inundate it with nutweeds and, and there's some lovely cuckoo flower there, look. Is that a lady smock? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And you've got your cowslips coming through. Fritilla is are just over. Yeah, fritillas are finished, or at least uh, on their way out. But this, I mean, it's a great thing to do is just litter the space with a, with a few fruit trees as well. And uh, spuds. So they're coming through now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Almost ready to raise some more. That's great. What varieties did you put in here? Well, we've got pink fir apple. Oh, I see, yeah. Red Duke of York. Right. And here, what's on this one? Keppleston kidney. Oh, Monty did these. Okay, Fab. And just through the end of the garden where there used to be a garden door, yep. and one will be coming back, right. that's the orchard. That's fabulous. Oh, see, I love that. See, that's nice because you've, all, you've got that romance of walking out of the wall garden into a space that's hidden, essentially, from yep. the rest of the house, isn't it? You've got to go in there in order to find it. So it's like a little secret orchard, isn't it? And also, Rob gave me the idea of planting honeysuckles all over the fence. Right. So just by the road yep. will now be a complete honeysuckle fence, right, right. which I think will be gorgeous. It will be gorgeous, yeah, yeah. Well, honeysuckles are a wonderful thing. And what do you think of the bees, Rich? The bees? Well, yeah, I mean, you can just see what sort of the weather it is today because they're going bananas, aren't they? Yep. And fingers crossed this year because you didn't have a chance to, to harvest any honey. They've like made their first frame of honey already. Oh, wow. Hannah has been in there and yep. put them in another frame. Right. So they have that frame for them. Yep. And then the next frame yep. is going to be the first pot of Wiggly Honey. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, this has been the patch here for the wiggly flowers. They've harvested out of here hundreds of tulips, believe it or not. It looks great. I don't know how it works because when I come out here, I can't see where they've been. Yeah. But Posey sends me a report every night now of the foliage picked from the farm just down the road and the tulips picked. And believe it or not, yesterday... From this garden somewhere, they picked 85 tulips. Really? Yeah, and it looks like, well, there's no problem, uh, is there? No, there isn't at all. That's a proper cutting garden. They've yeah. got it finely tuned. Now, come into my shed and I'll have my wicked way with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been tidying up. Just before you <laughs> <laughs> over right then. The now, lie down on that bench. <laughs> <laughs> I've cleaned it all out. Round. Oh. Yeah, you. <laughs> Oh, I see. Oh, is that where I'm going wrong? Bill's going to have to think. Yes, well, yes, 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 yes. Um, I've cleaned it all out. So I've got my compost section over here of different mixes. I've got the beekeeping equipment. And then this is where I've been... um, you know, generally... It's a little old oak table, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. These are great, these kind of things, because folks can pick these up, you know, from sort of car boots and stuff like that for a couple of quid, and they really look the part. Superb in a shed like this. And these I love. Now, Wiggly sell these. They're yeah. the linen gloves, and you poo-pooed them a bit. Did I? You did. I think you sort of looked down your nose at I them. I don't believe that at all. But they are all. fantastic. They are very uh, feminine, aren't they? Certainly. They're fantastic. But the best thing is... You can do anything in them, and they fit my hands. Look how short those fingers are. They are. They're just they ideal were... for little Heather hands, yeah. aren't they? I don't yeah. think they would fit another human. They're, so if you buy perfect. any and they're too short, duh. It's amazing, isn't it? So, yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> they are gorgeous garden gloves, certainly. Now, have you got your knife? Okay. Right. Cracking the open on knife. Right, so, so where are you taking me now? I'm taking you to the rhubarb. 
because here is the problem. Yeah, that's a stunner, isn't it? That I, is a... This rhubarb, I notice, always throws a seed head like this, but never usually this early. This no, is, uh, and Terry know. said that's what all rhubarb is doing. That's right. Down on his allotment, they're, uh, practically everyone's a rhubarb, but my rhubarb at home isn't at all. So I don't know, I'm not quite sure why that is, but it hasn't even attempted to throw a seed head, and I've never even seen a seed head on the stuff I've got at home. But Really? Yeah. I'm not sure why. I don't know. Some rhubarb expert might, might be able to, to tell us that. So the plan is, have what, to cut out this, uh, this well, huge seed you're head? you're the man for the job. You sure you want to do it? Because it's rather attractive and pretty. Listen, it's affecting my rhubarb You're, you're definitely going to, you're definitely going to eat your rhubarb. I've been eating my rhubarb like billion. Right. Well, Do you know uh, how many rhubarb crumbles I've made? Uh, tell me. Eight. Really? Yes. Eight rhubarb crumbles. Eight rhubarb crumbles. Your, your life's having a bit of a turnaround, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, okay. Gosh, okay. look at the size of the stalk. So that's pretty robust. I mean, that all, this stalk is well, has got to be about four foot tall, isn't it? Yeah. And off it, there's these whopping great fronds of beautiful little white flowers. It's a good insect plant, you know. I mean, there's a whole world of opportunity you don't want in there it to for, go, you? for bits and pieces. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just weighing up the odds for you, just to make sure that you know the implications of decapitating your rhubarb. I've got the knife. Happy with I'm going to chop something off. <laughs> <laughs> so I will do it quick then before you... Right at the bottom, Terry so, said. So right, well, it is pretty much at the bottom. I'm not going right. to go... So, so it's about here. Ah, there oh, you go. There oh. we are. See, that's an interesting thing in itself, isn't it? You see that? The yeah, stalk is hollow stemmed. I wonder, in fact, it might be a really good idea, is if you um, kept that hollow stem, you could almost cut it into sections and uh, leave it dry out and, and uh, stuff it into a, a little bee box for all sorts of things That'd to That'd be a whopping bee, Rich. It would be a big bee. Yeah. It's a sort of serious <laughs> diameter, but you just never know. It's worth doing something with it, because... Well, what else would you do with that? Nothing, really, is there? Nothing much. That's done. So anyway, now, let's hope that having taken that uh, beautiful flower out of the rhubarb, that you get a lot more rhubarb. Now, the tension's building, you know, because I know we've got your first of your series in keeping chickens coming up okay. we've also got <laughs> rachel to tell us about local food right but the main feature is yep. the growth of my courgette right but before we get there yep. here is my veggie patch rich that's looking good i think so it's looking very good this year fantastic so what have you got in the go have i mean obviously you've got beautiful tulips growing in here i mean that's a wonderful focal point as well as something that's going to be harvested from well this is monty's garden himself so, okay. um, so i think he's done this all on his own he's done this on his own with a little bit of help but mostly on his own yeah and i think it's great for him to have his own garden because he really likes carrots and this way he can grow some extra carrots right right mostly he's got carrots in his garden they're doing well they've germinated much much my, my uh, carrots uh, were pretty poor this year in the old germination front i've re-sown a few but uh, they didn't come well but the montes are inundated so you're going to get a good crop of carrots there certainly and i've stuff. discovered how amazing a bit of plastic is over your crop. Yeah. So it's not quite worked here. I don't know, what, what is the matter with Lolo Rosso? Is it not coming at all? It's not coming. There's nothing, there's no sign of it anywhere. I think there's one there, look. There's right. that little tiny guy there, possibly. It's you, steady, you're, you're isn't right. it? It doesn't seem to, uh, it doesn't seem to come. I, I, it's just one of those things with gardening, you know, sometimes for any kind of reason that can't really be explained, things don't materialise, you know, they don't, conditions aren't quite right for them. But you can see here... Generally with lettuces, though, I've got to say, they come... They're pretty um, hardy, are they? Yeah. Now, my radishes, yep, you can see where that. I've had the uh, the dome. Yeah. I've treated it to a dome just there, Okay, see. So, um, so. a bit of experimental <laughs> stuff as well in the garden. 
<laughs> now, what do I do? Because I can see these holes in here, look. Yeah, yeah. And they, they seem a bit thick for radishes. Do I...? The, the trick with radishes, the, people always say thin radishes, but don't thin them too much because they will grow really, really close together. And, of course, if you're thinning them earlier on before they start to, to swell out, you're losing your crop if you're, if you're going to thin them too hard. Right. So, so you see these guys, I mean, we've probably got, I don't know, what is it, about 18 inches of, of radishes here, but they're so close. They're literally, you know, one millimetre apart. So if I pulled that one out there, for instance, and then those two out there... Well, pull that one out with the holes in it. And then left... Well, it, the holes won't matter too much, because you'll right. get... What you know, are the you holes? You can eat the radish leaves as well, probably a little sluggy. Oh. Little slugs, I expect. So oh, I see. I'm, so I'm going to thin them... Yeah. ...quite literally just to that extent, all right? So you're looking here... A having centimetre been thinned, apart. About a centimetre apart. The thing to do with radishes is come out and pick them progressively so these guys will swell out now the first ones you pick will be smaller than the last ones that you leave slightly longer well, obviously that, that kind of makes sense okay what do you think of the leaves pretty steady aren't they steady i mean if i don't eat radish leaves Peppery? personally but you can eat them and you can mix them in with a salad mm. pretty steady i'd say come on so steady is in, a bit like uh, eating grass means, uh, not, <laughs> not <very nice>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know like i wouldn't go out and eat a daisy yeah i feel you, the same you, way you do that either Okay, come right. on. Okay. We're going in the greenhouse. Oh, no, the greenhouse is looking great. Now, you can see I've planted up those wellies yeah, they're that fantastic. Jules' clothing have they're given really us from smart. hay. Okay. And I've been drying out the narcissi bulbs as yeah. directed by Ricardo. Narcissi. Is that right? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> it is, absolutely. <laughs> it's really good. You just think I'm Sorry, so good at it. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's it. They're fabulous. So these guys need a little bit of water. A bit of water. What, what are they? Uh, they're, I think they're croissants, aren't they? Ah, right, yeah. I wondered if they were tomatoes. No, no. Um, yeah, those, these, uh, these, but the tomatoes you plant in your wellies are, are doing really now well. Now, I've, I've watered like these this here. morning, so am I not watering them enough? No, um, these, I've these, watered these, these this these morning. Need, these need more water, I'd say. The right, so a bit of watering water. needs more water. I see it's quite dry in there. Right. So it needs... Um, so I'm just giving it half give a... Because you said a little bit and often. The wellies... Yeah. Well, it's obviously uh, damper. What's the drain it's like in the bottom of the wellies? It's clay pipe right. with holes in the bottom of the wellies. Okay. All scrammed in the bottom. Right. But because of the aperture of the, the top of the wellie, yeah. the water's not going to evaporate as quickly as the other uh, water in these larger, I see. broader, wider open span pots. Right. So I've got to look at it more then, haven't I? Yeah. And it's just, you see the, the way that these leaves are just curling yeah. up a little bit? It's just that they're a bit thirsty. That's okay. All. That's okay. But to be honest, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to tempt fate, but we're supposed to have a nice summer anyway now, aren't we? But I, oh, you know, put them you out. Can almost put them out. Put them out, end of May. And uh, you're supposed to get things out at the end of May, and tomatoes as well, you know, but uh, absolutely right. But I'm just thinking, put a couple out now, you know, even, even stuff, if you lose them well, you can always replace them with others that you've got in here, so just go for it. So here we are, the moment of the podcast. Well done. Now here is this courgette, right. which has been planted, sown with loving care, yeah. in a vintage pot, right. a little bit of worm cast, Bit of worm compost yep. and nothing. Nothing at all. I've been waiting weeks. It doesn't seem to be. I'm sort of excavating a pot here. I'm just digging away with yep. my little little paring knife. And Anything? I'm, and there is, a, there is down there, an emerging seed. Right. What I would say is it's planted a bit deep. Oh. So you <laughs> could probably plant that seed oh. half as deep as you have done. Oh. Which is why it's taking a little bit longer to get to the surface. Well, there we are. Mm, it's, it's a common mistake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but here, here's <laughs> so what here I made you earlier. Are a whopper.
Wow. Oh, fantastic. So it's the same variety. So presumably this one wasn't planted quite as deep, but there it comes. But it's, isn't it amazing? Isn't it a rewarding <laughs> thing? Though? You know, something as simple and complicated as just popping a seed into a bit of compost and the, and the feeling of euphoria <laughs> when it just When I found emerges. it, I went running back in the house and I said to Farm Phil, it's come up! <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Sorry, I shouldn't go. I'm so weird. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing, Heaven. So you've got a couple there. Well, this one, you, you planted three courgette seeds, all of which are coming, but all of which are at slightly different stages. Yeah. Just so show. it's just a bit deep. So does it matter or...? It, sometimes it matters if you plant seeds a bit too deep because they'll, they won't uh, emerge. They'll just die. Oh, they'll never make um, it to but, the top, um, I yeah, see. Yeah, they'll, they'll kind of rot in the soil. But, uh, and it's a common mistake that people do tend to plant things a bit too deeply. There's a bit of a, a fine line, really. It's um, oh, look down there, Hev. Look at all those solitary bees there. Those, uh, I know. Red mason bees. They're going to into, into the that, uh, nester. That nester. I know. Oh, it's fabulous. I wonder if the, I wonder if you, dear listener, can hear them. If I put my mic. Hang on. Here comes my mic off my shirt, and I'm just putting it down to the holes. You know what it is yet? <laughs> <laughs> Look at those guys, all trying to get into there. Okay, this that's microphone is going really into well, the hole um, now. That bee nester bee is literally on the ground. Just coming to go in that hole, I think. No, he's gone now. That's it, they've all gone, because of you. <laughs> I think it might have something to do with the fact that you've stuck your mic about two, two centimetres away from them. Oh well, yeah, they're but all they'll be, dead They'll now. be back in a moment, <laughs> yeah. certainly. That's a brilliant thing. So this is kind of almost a south-facing wall, isn't it, that uh, nest is on? Oh, oh, what have we got there. here, Rich? Just hanging on to one of your clematis flowers. And there it goes. Beautiful. Yeah. That's looking really nice now. There's some scent coming off that as well, isn't there? The wall is just mm. probably about, what, about, what would you say, it's about 10 metres there. The, the most wonderful pink clematis. No idea what variety it is. Uh, it's uh, pink. Yeah, that's <laughs> near enough for me. Listen, I don't know if we'll have time for chickens. Oh, right. Poor Rachel Harris. <laughs> and she's come all this way. I know, we need to get some input from Rachel to see what she's been up to. We'll have them. It's been a lovely little wander around the garden anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we go to them next week? But in the meantime, let's have a Monty cast. A weekly fact on a wiggliness. The Montycast, a weekly fact on wiggliness. Wiggly Wigglers is on Twitter. The address is at Wiggled for my mum, Heather, and at Farmer Phil for my dad, Phil. Another Montycast next week on The Wiggly Podcast. Wow, Rich, listen to those bees. I know. Those are the honeybees now. And they've got to be, that's, that's at least 25 yards away from us, isn't it, that hive? Yeah. And it's deafening. <laughs> Weird. Is it echoing from the house? I think it's reverberating around the wall because of the way the hive's situated, you know, it's in that corner. And, of course, because of, yeah, absolutely right, it's just coming, it's bouncing off the wall behind us, the sound, so... Listen, Rach, you want to tell us about local food, don't you? Yes. And I... there's no time. Shall I tell... Is there no time <laughs> no, like there's the no present? Time. <laughs> Do you not mean there's no time <laughs> there's like no the time. present? So, and Rich, you've got a three-part series on the chicken. Chicken, well, three parts, but I've only done one little recording thus far. So Give I went out this morning, because I thought, oh, I need to... No time, Rich, no time. to do that. <laughs> so I did. So the, uh, first of a, the first of a little three-parter. 
Can you do an impression of a chicken before we leave? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we could all, we should all do chicken impressions. Oh, Rachel, don't be silly. That would be just silly, wouldn't it? Is that it? just too democratic, Heather? <laughs> A unionist. Anyway, off we go. We're going to leave it for this week because we're going to sit here for another few minutes. We're going to have a glass of lemonade, bottle green lemonade, I think. And we're going to have this podcast as a two-parter. So for those of you that hate... That's the Royal Mail delivering the wiggly orders. Yippee! For those of you who hate cliffhangers, tough... Titty. (laughs) (laughs) Bye from me. Bye from me. Bye from me. Tough titty. Tough titty. Listen, dear listener, if you are coming to Hay Festival, please come around. We'll be recording a podcast on the stand. We've got Terry Walton. We've got cider tasting, young Rachel. I think we've got crisp tasting right. from Tyrrells. Are we going to schedule all the different things that we've got on and going on from the Hay Garden this year? I've got the very blackboards in my very possession. I shall put the very writing up to say. Right. And we've got a list of people that are going to be doing various things from the Wiggly Garden, haven't we? We have. We've got all sorts. Some dates. Terry's coming on the 27th, I think. 27th is Terry. So anybody that wants to come and listen to the old Walton from BBC Radio 2 should get down there on the 27th. It's not... You don't have to pay to get onto the festival grounds, do you? No. So, you know, if you want to come on specifically to listen to that, then... You know, if you're easy. some kind of sick celebrity spotter, this is the do for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is great, though. It is, you do wander down and you think, no, what's that? David Attenborough. Oh, Desmond Tutu. You do have to be careful not to say hello to people you think you know, though, and then realise that you only know them from the telly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, from the telly. Now, the dates are the 21st to the 31st of May. Most years, it is a bog. But this year... I think, I have a feeling this year, it's going to be altogether nicer. A huge thank you to Jules Clothing. They're those trendy lasses who wear delicious prints in pink and washed blue. And they've supplied us with 120 wellygogs, all planted up with veggies, tomato, thank you, Jodie, wildflowers. It's a wonderful garden. It's a wild garden. And it's got a lovely bench. Fabulous. What a nice bench. And what bit have you done, Ricardo? Um, you well, didn't do the bench. Didn't do the bench. Pip- and you didn't the- do the wellies. Uh, nope. And you didn't do the trees. <laughs> and you didn't do... What, what, what did you do? I did all sorts of things <laughs> which I don't have to justify. Anyway, it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about the garden, though. <laughs> <laughs> have you planned in a rain garden, just in case? We've got or a rain garden in it, haven't yeah. we, Rich? We've got a, a euphemistically named moisture-retentative area. <laughs> <laughs>
Sounds like a nappy, <laughs> which in fact is <laughs> well, exactly what it is. <laughs> in fact, yeah. in fact, that is very accurate. Yeah. And what are you, what, are you going to do? Various talks, Rich. Yeah, talks uh, talks every day of sorts. We're going to talk about uh, keeping chickens appropriately enough, uh, because we've got a couple of uh, a couple of hens featuring on on the uh, through the course of the ten days. Have you um, managed to secure a couple of amiable birds to strut their stuff through the proceedings? <laughs> Affirmative. Fabulous. Well done.